It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, Kiss of Death Podcast, number one podcast for Fans First Sports Network. I'm Mike Brown, that's Pops. We got all things to talk about Rockets tonight. We got some news, we got some new stories from the dreamshake.com, Bleacher Report, Gilbert Arenas is in the news for some unknown reason. He's talking about Akeem Olajuwon, so we need to discuss that. Pops is here. What's going down? We can't hear you. I haven't. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Uh, How are you this evening? Okay. Well, you you were freezing up there for a minute, dude. Okay. Well, it sounds like we have a good connection now. That's the most thing, most important thing. Gilbert Arenas is in the news. For some unknown reason, he's talking bad about Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know how this came up. Uh, We've got some cool articles to talk about from Bleacher Report. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get things started. Let's talk about Gilbert Arenas. First of all, Gilbert Arenas is a Michael? Yes. Are you okay? Yeah, I can't hear you. Well, I don't know what you want me to do. Okay. Um, All right. That, is this better? better? Uh, okay. Yeah, better. Cool. Um, let's talk about Gilbert Arenas, who for some reason hates Akeem Olajuwon, uh, and he's dog-walking guys who are coming to town, most notably Giannis coming to town to train with Hakeem Olajuwon. Right. Uh, Gilbert said, nobody wants that Hakeem Olajuwon skyhook. You should be ashamed of yourself charging these young whippersnappers 50 grand to come train with you. When you came into the league in 84, you weren't getting 50,000 a game. You're trying to make that money back through the youth. Do you agree with that statement from Gilbert Arenas? I think Gilbert Arenas is a clown. Okay. I do. First of all, This is a guy who did lots of strange things with guns, first of all. So what he really has to say isn't relevant. And I think Akeem isn't twisting anybody's arm. First of all, I don't remember an Akeem Skyhook. I remember, you know, like a fadeaway or a dipsy doodle. But Well, the, the dream shake. Literally. Well, yeah, which is a, a fadeaway baseline, right? And right. Uh, I I don't know what Arenas's problem is, except no one knows who he is anymore. You could run into him in the grocery store and you don't know who he is. So 
take it for what it's worth, Slick. So Giannis had a quote. I'll try. I, he said, "There's a few people I've worked with: KG, Kobe, and now Hakeem will be the third guy. I love his game, and if I can take some things, anything from the few days I'll spend with him." It's pretty high praise from Giannis Atenakumpo, who's an NBA champion. And coming from Gilbert Arenas, who probably spends more time with the NRA than he does with actual guys from the NBA. I don't really care to hear from Gilbert Arenas on this topic. And it's so funny because this is what athletes do nowadays. Is We're going to get into this much more if you guys want to hang out until 8.30. You and I got Beer Sports Whatever episode 210 coming up we'll get into some other things going on in the world of athletes but this screams Gilbert Arenas just wants attention because he saw NBA news in the news if you will and they're trying to go I mean Hakeem Olajuwon what what has he ever done to anybody and if it's called capitalism if you can charge 50 grand for somebody to come hang out with you for a couple days and work out and learn from you I would do that. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand the problem here. I'm wondering how much Gilbert Arenas used to charge for his uh, basketball camp. So, um, well, it probably wasn't. Those players. are whippersnappers right there, you know? Yeah. No, I do. I do wonder what Gilbert Arenas has spent on firearms in his <laughs> in his day. That's something that we could potentially look into. Oh, he's Gilbert Arenas, dude. Let it go. That's true. Nobody um, cares. Let's get into a couple articles that are on Bleacher Report. Uh, two big ones that I want to get into. They're ranking the highest ceilings from the 2023 NBA draft class. Okay. Uh, Amen Thompson comes in at number two behind your boy, uh, Victor Wembenyama uh, from the uh, San Antonio Spurs. What's so interesting to me about putting Thompson at two and I'm not the world's biggest Bleacher Report fan. I'm really not. But I think Thompson does have an incredibly high ceiling. The problem that I have with Thompson at two, Thompson doesn't do anything great. He's a good rebounder. He's not a great rebounder. He's a good defender. We don't, well, we don't know that. We don't know what he's going to be at the NBA level. At right, his right, right, right. Top, he was a good defender wasn't a great defender. He's not a good shooter. He's not a good free throw shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's a good assist man, but he's not a assist first kind of guy. But if some of those attributes hit, he could be a he's going to be a star at the NBA level. I have no problem with him at two. You have a problem with him at two? No, I'm saying I don't have a problem with oh. him rated no, as the second highest ceiling from this previous draft class. No, it's it's interesting. I think um what you said is you know, he doesn't rebound great, okay? He doesn't hit free throws great. He doesn't do, all he does is all of that stuff well, okay? Magic Johnson when he came into the league for all of those of you who were not even born. Magic Johnson couldn't hit the side of a barn, okay? He was a horrible shooter. Clyde Drexler, horrible shooter. Um, so 
you know, it's a different game. but they all different game did though, things dude. well, you know? It's a different, it's a different game, though. Like, back well, in, I in know, but, it's not even back in those days. It's, it's you got to score. You got to score in today's day and age. You don't score, you're not getting on the court. Because, I mean, the talent he's going to be going up against, he's not going to just be able to out-defend these guys. He's going to have to put the ball in the hole. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think that he has so much upside, okay? Oh, he does. He absolutely it's does. Not like the ba- it's not like the baby giraffe who's coming in and, you know, what's his upside? I mean, you know, he's supposed to be great. Oh, my God. I guarantee you the first time he gets dunked on, all of a sudden, here we go. So I think a guy like Thompson has got it all going for him right now. That's true. If HBO made a series like Winning Time, but about the Rockets title teams, what would they call it? Clutch City? Clutch City? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to call it Clutch City. Great question from David. Hi, Miss Marla. We're being listened to. That's at least three different states that we're being Marla. listened to. Right I mean, Mar- Marla's carrying the whole East Coast along with David. That's first true. Of all, so. Um, well, so here's what they say. They say the Rockets signing Fred Van Fleet may delay this a bit, but Thompson can be a bona fide point guard. And starting him there means you can fill out spots two through four in a lineup with like-sized, switchable players who'd add to the unpredictability of the team on both ends of the floor. We touched on this uh, on the last show that Jeremy and I did on Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Um, This Kevin Porter Jr. situation, which has not been resolved yet. We're not going to get into that tonight. But what I did make note of is that as it relates to highest ceilings, Kevin Porter Jr. getting in the type of trouble that he is in currently helps a guy like Amen Thompson speaking specifically from a basketball point of view, it's going to open up that many more minutes for Amen Thompson. Well, and let's not ignore the Kevin Porter situation. The bottom line is this. He's gone, okay? He's done. He ain't playing. He ain't playing here anymore. I can, I can friggin' guarantee it right now. He you will sure not be on the huh? You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, he's gone. Look, the guy from what the guy from Charlotte who got in similar type of trouble is still in Charlotte. Just yeah, he didn't play out. for he didn't play for a year, did he? Well, he's gonna get Porter's gonna get suspended. And we went, let's let's focus on the here and the now. Let's assume, let's assume you're right. I do think you're right. I don't think it's for lack of a better term, it's not a black and white situation. It's not a, there's some gray area here because the NBA has intervened and said, Rockets, you cannot cut him at this point. That That is on. That is specifically what they've been told. Uh, but as it relates to Thompson, I think this opens up more time for Thompson and Cam Whitmore. And if you're a Rockets fan, that is not a bad thing. No, in fact, I think even if, you know, none of this ever would have happened, I think Porter Jr. was the odd man out anyway. That's a good point. I think this just quickened it. And I think uh, Thompson 
is the first guard off the bench. Yep. Um, rotating with, with probably Whitmore. And then it's, it's a sad situation. And I tell you, I read a story about Kevin Porter Jr. That what happened that night that they did you hear? Did you read that? What? That he, he got into it with Lucas in the locker room and he he threw and broke a, a screen and a tablet and he pushed Lucas and went after him. And they're lucky. Security's lucky that they got Porter and got him out of there because John Lucas would have beat the crap out of him, first of all. Okay. This, yeah. this kid, they gave him every chance in the world. What's that? I'm, I mean, I'm so sorry for him. I don't have a jersey, so I don't care. Well, that's the probably the one jersey that you don't have. <laughs> um, but it is, it is a, it is a, I, I, I love Thompson. I think Thompson's the perfect guy to put next to Van Fleet as well. It's going to be a great year. The second article that I want to focus in on, they did a ranking the NBA's 22 best prospects, 22 and under. Okay. So these are the, according to Bleacher Report, the top 22 under 22. Now, before I get to that, I do want to mention, according to Bleacher Report, Thompson out of this draft class, they think has the second best ceiling which is interesting, important to note that he was drafted fourth. So Bleacher Report at least believes that the ceiling is higher for him than Brandon Miller out of uh, Alabama and Scoot Henderson out of the G League as well. So that's pretty high praise coming from Bleacher Report for uh, Ahmed Thompson. Um, so let's get to ranking the NBA's 22 best prospects, 22 and under. 21 is our favorite guy, Alperin Shangun. So they think he is the 21st best prospect, 22 and under. Here's, here's what they said. Now, if we're fully convinced about Shangun becoming Jokic 2.0, we'd slot the Rockets center higher up the list. But it's an unfair expectation for any 21-year-old. Plus, Shangun hasn't shown as much promise on the perimeter. He also needs to find his defensive niche, a process that took Jokic years to tackle. I don't ha I don't hate Shangun here at 21. I think it's about right. And there's an article from my buddy Justin from thedreamshake.com that we're going to get to after this that is going to shed a little bit of light as to why he's as low as he is on this list. But I have no problem with Shangun coming in at 21, do you? I think that's about right league wide. I I do not have a problem and as much crap as you and I have have given him, I mean, let's face it, that whole team for the last three years, I I want to give a shot to see what um, Udoka can do with him, okay? I think a lot of Sangoon's lack of whatever had to do with... Um, oh, of course. Uh, what's his name? Um, Steven Silas. Yeah, I'm curious to see... What um, Udoka can do with Sangoon, put him in possibly a couple of different sets. Um, you love uh, 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 Jock Lawndale, whatever this guy's name is. Yeah, I still think we need a legitimate backup center. Yeah. Well, a guy who can jump out of the roof, block shots, and put easier. garbage in. It's a lot easier to find that guy, though. I mean, it's, 
it's a lot easier said than done to find a guy who can just jump out of the building. Got our boy Ragnar tuning in. Um, so Ragnar, look at him, man. My guy. What a good looking uh, so, guy. So, well, he's decent. Uh, so the Rockets have three more guys on this list. Okay. They come in at nine. Okay. Ironically enough, this is a little weird. So the Rockets have four guys on the 22 and under or the top four, the top 22 prospects under 22. The Rockets have four of them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Which before everybody's like, oh my God, you know, Stone is doing such a great job drafting. They've had 46 first round picks the last three years. So let's, <laughs> let's take a step back. Okay. We're just prefacing the conversation. They have Jalen Green as number 19. That feels really low to me for Jalen Green. I, I'd like to see this whole list. I'll be honest with you. Um, Besides Winnebago, who's after him? I'll, br- I'll, I'll bring it up while we while we break down the rest of the list. So the Rockets have 21, 19, 18, and 17. They put Thompson as 18 and Jabari Smith as 17. What's really interesting about those three guys is they're putting the top 22 under 22. They think that Jalen Green is at the back of that line not only behind Thompson, but behind Jabari Smith. I think I'm a lot higher on Jabari Smith than a lot of people are. I think he's the prototypical 3 and D guy who's going to be in the league for another 12 to 14 years because he has the size, he's going to become a better shooter, and he's a great defender. So I like, from that perspective, I like where Jabari is on this list. Jabari Smith is a offensively superior he's Otis Thorpe with a better offensive game is what Jabari Smith will be okay yeah. yep that's what he's going to be and um so i have that list by the way i'm just up. curious to see top 5 okay well okay so not right now but i'd like to see it at some point well no i got it for you right here we'll go for with 5 they have Chet Holmgren at number 5 oh god I mean, Chet Holmgren is there because, you know, his body frame, it's he's a unicorn type of guy, especially with his time at Gonzaga. I don't hate that, that, that selection there because I do think Oklahoma City is going to be tough this year. Oklahoma City's got some dudes this year, especially when you talk about Holmgren, Shea Gillis, Alexander. You got Josh Giddy on that team. You got Jalen Williams. That's a good team. Uh, you got Evan Mobley at number four. <laughs> Rockets could have had him. <laughs> Why would we? Uh, Paolo Boncaro, Orlando at three. Anthony, people forget Anthony Edwards is 22 years old. Well, and Anthony Edwards is a stud. I got no problem. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah. And then they've got Victor Wenbanyama at number one. Because, I mean, he's the flavor of the month. You got LaMelo Ball at six. You got Jalen Williams, who I just talked about, at seven. Scoot Henderson at eight. Uh, Cade Cunningham at number nine. Scotty Barnes at 10. See, a guy like Scotty Barnes from Toronto, 
I like Scotty Barnes a lot, but there's no reason that Jabari Smith can't be a better player than Scotty Barnes. I agree. Yeah. So really interesting to, to go through that list and starting to think about where the Rockets are, because if you talk about this list, if you want to go, if you want to go specifically, specifically off this list, the Rockets don't have quality. They have quantity. When you're talking about four out of the 22, and Ragnar says the list is trash, I don't necessarily agree and I don't disagree because the Rockets are coming off of the worst. I mean, they've been the worst team in the league collectively the last three years. They don't deserve any love or respect moving forward until they prove it. Well, you're not going to have love or respect, but when you're the worst team the last three years, you're going to have a handful of young under 22 players drafted very highly. So, yeah. Yes. You know, you got Tyrese Maxey on this list at 13. I got no Where, problem with that. Where's Ken Brandon, Cunningham at? Uh, number nine. Hmm. You know, and this is the this is the thing. And we, Ryan, my buddy Ryan and I were talking about this, and it's a really interesting question. And I think it's going to be posed for a better night because there is one more article I want to get to. The Rockets with this roster right now, right? You have to ask yourself: Is this team good enough to win a title? The answer is obviously no. We're not going to be that show that's going to blow smoke up your butt. We're not going to sit here, well, every team is uh, 0-0 at the beginning of the year and everybody has a shot. It is important to know that last year, a eight seed made it to the NBA Finals, and a, or what is it, the Lakers were seven and they made it to the Western Conference Finals, and the Heat were an eight seed and made it to the NBA Finals. Or the seeding numbers might be vice versa. So if you get to the dance, you have a shot. Everyone knows this Rockets team is not going to win a title. We all know that. The question is when you start looking at when you start looking at articles like this, the question pops at you that we all have to ask is what's next? Because we now live in a sports society where the now is important, but the next is also just as important. You got to start thinking about what do the Rockets do if there's a superstar that becomes available? Do the Rockets blow what they have? On a Joel Embiid, do you go out and do you try at a guy like a, I don't know, give me a guy, uh, you know, LaMelo Ball in uh, in Charlotte? Would you give up all this youth that you have to go get a proven superstar? No, not now. See, that's interesting because if it's not now, when? See, that's when we got point. Harden, you got to go back and think. What did we honestly give up? Okay. No, but they stole him. They stole him, and he was also a sixth man. He wasn't a superstar. Not No, but they – see, that's the kind of guy you've got to – now, I, you know, I, I think with Van Fleet, I, I think he's solid. Is he spectacular? No, but he's solid. He He's a solid – player who's going to run this team, shoot the rock, dish dish it, and play good defense. I didn't say he's a great defensive player, but I think where this team is going to succeed is I I think the two-headed monster of Jabari, of Tari Eason and Cam Whitmore is going to blow, is, is just unbelievable. It's a great well, combination. It's a, Okay, you can't say that. 
what do you mean? They've got a lot of ball. It's not great. They they haven't even they haven't even played. Or what's his name? Tari Eason has one year in the league, and, and Cam has never played an NBA game before. And how did Tari Eason do? He's a Tari good ball player. A, he was a good ball. Listen, he's a good ball player, but that's not the question, man. Like this the second is, team is going to be good. I listen. I agree. And Ragnar makes a great point. Fred Van Fleet is the steady hand this Rockets team needs. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Yep. The Rockets have a shot at going to the playoffs this year. Thank God. But Mitchell brings up a great question, which is eventually you're going to have to add a superstar to this team to have a shot at taking the next step. In my opinion, I don't believe that guy is on this roster right now. I think the guys that you have can turn into very solid, good NBA players. Teams like that do not win a title. That's why you understand why I'm asking this question, right? Because the Rockets right now are flush with young, budding talent. The question is, and you know what you know what I'm going to ask because he's going to become available. Would you break this team up for Joel Embiid? No, that's the, no. I'd, I'd have to. It depends the on what he hasn't is. played. Eighty-two game season. The guy hasn't played yet a listen, full season. He's I, almost listen, thirty years old. I listen. He's almost thirty, but he's an MVP. And if you look around the league right now, dude, there's not a lot of great talent that can be had. Now that can change. Right. Let me ask you this. Would you go get a guy like Carl Anthony Towns? I'd go get him before I'd go get Embiid. Because mm. I don't think I don't think. Yeah, see, I agree with Ragnar. I, I, I don't think Towns, Towns will cost you near as much as Embiid. No, I, listen, that, that's that's true. And OK, but this is this is the interesting part, man, is that if you start looking around the league. There's not a lot of these guys that can be had. Let me ask you this. I'll give you another name before we get to this last article by Justin. Would you sell the farm for John Morant if they get tired of his act in Memphis? What are you going to do with Van Fleet? Exactly. I exactly. I, Liz, you figure it out. I'm just saying, would you sell the farm for Van Fleet? That's the question. Or for, for John Morant. I'd have to no. think about it. No. Okay. I mean, as much as I like his game, I think the kid is a – I I still think he's a top five player, but he's also a top five knuckle job. Jesus Christ. And I get it. People don't like – people don't like Dylan Brooks because of all the crazy things that he does. But I'll tell you what, he – these guys are out of control. Out of control. Well, and that's why, I mean, that's why you're paying Udoka seven and a half million dollars a year is you have to hope that he can rein in this craziness on this roster. Now, see, Jalen turning into John Moran. See, okay. And I don't mean, listen, I don't mean this in a negative way because I think he's a better version of this guy. Jalen Green is closer to a comp of Kevin Martin than he is John Moran. Oh God! What? When I he's a bucket getter. Jalen, first of all, Jalen Green not great defensively. 
and he's a bucket getter. That's remember, that's what Kevin Martin was. I'm just no, no, no. Listen, I'm oh. saying he's a much better. Hold on, he's a much better version. But I'm saying he's closer to that than Ja. The only thing that him and Ja have in common is the athleticism. Now Jalen is is athletic as all get out, but that's that's the thing that you have to start looking at. Is and I'm not saying it's going to happen now. With the season hasn't even started, Michael. Why are you even talking about this? Because that's what this team needs to do. They've got to identify because they don't have their pick this year. This is the year that their pick goes to Brooklyn, unless or uh, Oklahoma City, unless Brooklyn's team goes to hell, they're not going to be in the the top echelon part of the the lottery. They might be in like the nine to fourteen range, but that's not going to get you a stud. They also, next year, they have a lot of their money already tied up in uh, Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. You also are going to have to start talking extension with Jalen Green, Alper, and Shingoon. That's the the question. It's a great question by Mitchell. Are the Rockets trading KPJ? No, they're cutting them. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants them. I don't agree. No, 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 no. But it's not him. It's the contract that they want. If the Rockets attach... The draft compensation. That's why everybody who went nuts when they said, "Who's gonna, who's gonna want uh, KPJ?" It's not about wanting KPJ. It's about getting him. See, if you're Oklahoma City, first of all, no one likes being in Oklahoma City. Regardless, <laughs> if you're the Rockets, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what I would do in about three and a half seconds when you're talking about KPJ. I would trade him for Victor Oladipo. I'd attach some draft compensation and go get Victor Oladipo and bring him back to this team because they essentially make the same money. I would love Victor Oladipo on this team. Why? Off, he's a good dude off the bench. Good three and D guy off the bench. You can't have, there's no way you can't have enough of those guys. It's better than trading and just releasing him outright for nothing. How, how much did Victor Oladipo even play for Miami? Yeah, but that's Miami. I mean, that team is loaded. But he's hurt. He's hurt every that guy's that no. Victor Oladipo? Come on. Listen, I'm just saying if you're going to trade him for a player, that's what you're gonna have to trade him for. He doesn't have a ton of value right now. And it's better than releasing him outright. And Oklahoma City would do that deal if you threw in a couple second round picks. I'm just saying, I would like that deal if you're the Rockets. I would have I, no. I'd have to have somebody else besides Victor. Uh-uh. Sorry. What, what do you want, Shea Gillis Alexander for him? No, but I think Oladipo is is damaged goods. He's okay. damaged when we got him. He's damaged when he went to Miami. Miami was dumb enough to resign him. Hurt again, and now they couldn't wait to unload him to Oklahoma City. I mean, that's fair. Listen, is that listen. what people? What's players go there to die? You know, that's what Oklahoma City is. It's it's a no, graveyard. No, but huh? that's not dude, they've got a lot of youth on that team. That team is good. Or this that team is going to make the playoffs this year. I guarantee you they will be a top eight seed. If Chet Holmgren plays up to his potential, they will be a playoff team this year. There is zero doubt in my mind. Okay. You're gonna I hear what you're saying. And if Sean Bradley's if Sean Bradley's son makes it through the entire year, Michael, I will buy you dinner wherever you want. Okay. 
That's fair. So wait, he has to play all 82 games or he just has to play in the 82nd game? Because no. if he makes making it through the year would allude to him playing in the last game of the year. That's why I'm asking. All I'm saying is he has to make it through an entire season without that giraffe body being hurt. That's all. That's fair. That's fair, man. Listen, Rockets going to camp and what looks like they haven't released the date yet. I don't, I haven't seen anything. They said early October, uh, we're going to be live every couple days at minimum, if not every day. We got so much content coming for you guys. Pops, thank you for joining the show tonight. Always. If you're, if you're on Facebook right now, uh, we got another show in about 11 minutes. Beer, sports, whatever. Episode 210 sponsored by Solis Casa de Tacos. So much fun coming up there. So if you guys want to hang out, talk with us there, we'd appreciate it. We're going to have so much fun uh, breaking down so many things going on in the world of sports right now. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Kiss of Death podcast at Rockets FFSN. Follow the Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. Make sure to like the Dream Shake on Facebook. We'll be back live with you guys at some point later this week. It's 819. The Jazz have never won a title and they never will. And we will talk to you next time. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets. Ragnar, uh, Mitchell, Marla. Everybody, 